Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of RJ's Pit Stop. Recapping the race, it ended up being a night race at Homestead Miami Speedway yesterday. Uh, really long one. Supposed to start around three. They ended up taking the checkered flag at 11 p.m. Uh, you can't you can't predict Florida weather. Actually, you can. It's going to be bad. It's going to rain. There's going to be lightning. These kind of things just happen. Uh, I know it wasn't originally scheduled to be a June race in Miami, but you had to think that through. Um, NASCAR and Fox and everybody involved had to know this race wasn't going to start on time. It probably wasn't going to end on time. Uh, so, but they got through it all in one day. This is why tracks need lights. Again, what I said last week about Talladega and Indy and some other tracks not having lights, Miami proved my point to the T. Supposed to be a day race. Things happen. It's all right. We can just run it at night. We have lights. We have the facilities to have a night race. Inconvenient weather. It's fine. We're used to it. Every track needs to follow suit. Follow Martinsville, follow whatever tracks are getting lights, do the right thing. Makes sense. <clears throat> Denny Hamlin got his 40th career win, third win of the season, the only driver with three. He is by far the championship favorite right now. He has to be. And as far as I'm concerned, he has to be, It this season is championship or bust for that 11 team. Uh, I'm not sure what changes they can even make. Uh, if he doesn't win the championship this year, when are you going to win it? Uh, I don't. He's had year after year after year. He's been consistent. He's won races. He's gotten you know deep into the playoffs. Gotten to the championship race a couple times and can't close the deal. This guy, it is championship or bust. Honestly, for the rest of his career, uh, I think I've said it in prior videos. The guy's won everything there is to win. He's won, what, two or three Daytona 500s? I think three. Um, he's got 40 wins now. He's done it all. I think there's eight different tracks where he's got three or more wins. I'm not sure if any other driver in the sport has that right now, other than, like, Jimmy Johnson. Um, the guy, just every year, you know Denny's going to run good. He does it every year. He backs it up every single year. When is he finally going to get the championship? That's what I want to know. Uh, and I'm sure Denny and Joe Gibbs and FedEx would like to know, too. Uh, he, he's got to do it, man. This is the year. Um, that wasn't the only solid performance uh, from the night at Homestead. Richard Childress Racing had two cars finish in the top ten for the first time since 2018. Almost three seasons ago now. Um, they seem to be running a lot better. Uh, I think I, if you've been following along, I've mentioned how Chevrolet is absolutely just going above and beyond what they've done the last couple years. Chevy has been down. They were dominant, then they got down, and we had to deal with Ford and Toyota being on top. It looks like Chevy's back. Uh, I know all the Hendrick cars are running well, both Childress cars in the top 10, Bubba bringing it home 13th. Chevy seems to be back. Um, speaking of Richard Childress Racing, though, I think I need to apologize to Tyler Reddick. Um, saying that he's the best rookie in the class, um, pointing out when he has good runs, things like that. I think I'm kind of downplaying how good he might actually be by just relegating him to being the best rookie. Or, oh, wow, he finished 11th. 
I think I'm kind of underselling Tyler Reddick at this point because this guy ran top five, got up around second and third all night at Miami. Everybody knew he was going to run good there because he's won two Bush Series championships at that racetrack. But this guy isn't just the best rookie, and he's not just, oh, wow, what a nice top ten. This is a playoff driver. Um, straight up. I, I, I didn't – I knew this was the best rookie class that we've seen in the Cup Series, maybe ever, but I didn't expect any of them to make the playoffs. Tyler Reddick, if he continues on the trend that he's on right now, that's a playoff driver, and you cannot tell me otherwise. He may not win a race. He might back into one. He very well could. Um, that guy's a playoff driver this year, um, which, come on. <laughs> I know I've been hard on Austin Dillon, but Richard Childress, if you're paying any attention, that would only be, what, the second time? Well, I guess Austin Dillon backed into a win, but think about it. Newman, for, for Childress Racing a few years ago, made it all the way to the Final Four. Austin Dillon has made the playoffs for wrecking the leader at Daytona, and for gambling on fuel mileage in Charlotte. Tyler Reddick, if he doesn't win a race and actually points his way in, that's more impressive than anything Austin Dillon's done his entire time driving for Childress. Um, so this is going to be the guy, I think I've said it, this is going to be the guy to bring RCR back to where they want to be. Um, Tyler Reddick, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not just the best rookie, and you're not just, oh, wow, congratulations for a top 10. No, he's a playoff driver. And from here on out, I am not going to be uh, recognizing him for an eighth place finish because now that is standard. Sorry, that's I don't make the rules. Um, I just follow. Them. That the the race itself, a great race. Um, they did not have a lot of accidents, um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it was actually a really good race. I know there's a lot of people that just ask, oh, well, how many wrecks were there? Did anybody wreck? Did anybody tear anything up? And that's how they gauge whether it's a good race or not. I don't see it that way. I thought the show they put on in Miami was fantastic. I thought it was great racing. Um, I would like to, to offer this. Miami needs to be the second race of the season behind Daytona. I think we could start the season in Florida two weeks in a row. I think you go to Daytona, and then I think week two, come down to Homestead. Then week three, go up to Atlanta. Week four, I would go to Rockingham, but that's a that's a show for another time there. Um, Miami, week two, late February. The weather down here is gorgeous. Bring them down here. Don't, don't make them run Homestead in June. The drivers honestly dodged a huge bullet running that race at night because if they would have had to run it in the heat of the day when it was 90 degrees with 100% humidity, it would have been ugly. Uh, I think you would have seen more more of what we saw at Atlanta uh, with Bubba passing out, Newman, you know, in bad shape. Everybody, just a lot of drivers were going to be in pretty bad shape if they had to run that Homestead race in the middle of the day in June. I understand it was originally scheduled for March. They didn't want to run it in June. But come on, guys. Like, wow. How did you guys not, you know, look at the schedule and be like, all right, well, we're going to have to move Homestead back, but... Man, we can't run it during the day in June. If we, Even if weather cooperated as far as rain and lightning and things like that, it's 100 degrees down here. That's miserable. Why wasn't Homestead one of the Wednesday night races that y'all scheduled? It easily could have been. Uh, and there wouldn't have been any problem with that. It would have been a lot nicer. 
you may not have been able to have as many fans on a Wednesday night because, you know, people go to work on Thursday, but hell, you only had a thousand fans there anyway. What's the problem? If they do keep Homestead, you know, right around the, the April, May area going forward uh, in the schedule, I do think attendance is going to be trash. Everybody down here knows it's a million degrees. It's probably going to rain. If it doesn't rain, it's miserable. If it rains, it's miserable. Scrap that idea, NASCAR. If you're not going to have Homestead in the playoffs, you know, around November when it kind of cools off, you need to run it week two right behind the Daytona 500 in February. That's just what we're going to have to do here. Um, last thing. Joey Logano and Chase Elliott. This is not over. Uh, what what uh, what happened at Bristol a couple weeks ago with Chase going for the win, getting loose, taking himself and Logano out, wasn't the best move, but I didn't hate on him for it. That's Bristol. That's what you do. You go for the win. You're going to beat and bang. All the banners they've got hanging up in Bristol are wrecked cars for a reason. That's what people want to see at Bristol, and that's what we saw. Joey Logano apparently had a problem with it, and it carried over into Homestead. Chase Elliott is leading the race with, I don't even remember how many laps there was to go, and Joey Logano, who was just completely out to lunch, had a bad day, he's laps down, decides to block Chase Elliott and, base, and cost him the lead with Denny Hamlin going around and checking out and eventually winning. Now, Chase was running Denny back and did hit the wall, so you could blame Chase if you want to, but I'm going to blame Joey Logano because I don't like Joey Logano. What, I hope, I personally hope, this carries on throughout the whole year. I've said it. I said it when Chase and Kyle got into it a few weeks ago at Darlington. This is what NASCAR needs. We need rivalries. The reason the sport was so popular in the 90s is because you had Rusty Wallace fighting everybody. You had Daryl Waltrip fighting everybody. You had Dale Earnhardt fighting everybody. You had Jeff Gordon, who a lot of fans didn't like. You have to have controversies you need rivalries you need fights you need other things <laughs> i don't know how else to describe it you need something other than cars driving in circles for three 300 uh miles we love that stuff that's why we watch the sport but at some point you want to see emotion out of the drivers and right now we're seeing it from joey logano and from chase elliott and if i was chase i would be pissed because as far as I'm concerned, Joey Logano cost him that race last night at Homestead. Straight up. That's, that's the way I saw it. Joey Logano cost him the race. Now, again, I don't like Joey Logano, but I don't believe Joey Logano did anything wrong either. Your lap's down. You're going to block. That sounds terrible. Lap down cars are supposed to get out of the way. But not if I've got history with the leader. If I'm Joey Logano, I think you cost me a win at Bristol. I'm going to cause you a win. I'm going to make you lose this race now because of me. So I have no problems with what Joey Logano did. I don't like it if I'm Chase Elliott, but I don't like what Chase Elliott did to me if at Bristol if I'm Joey Logano. This is what NASCAR needs. We need rivalries. And it's just a bonus that Joey Logano is not very liked and Chase Elliott is the most popular driver in the sport. NASCAR, take advantage of this. <laughs> I know you're getting a lot of free press right now. You're getting a lot of extra press and buzz and stuff right now surrounding Bubba Wallace. When that stuff kind of dies down, you're going to need something else to stay, into the, stay in the headlines. Joey Logano versus Chase Elliott is perfect. The spoiled rich kid from up north versus the spoiled rich kid from down south. 
That's NASCAR in 2020. I love it. Uh, next weekend, Talladega. You know they're going to tear some stuff up. You know it's going to be a good one. And you know I'm going to have plenty to say about it. I'll see you all then. Oh, yeah.